It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome in to another edition of the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season one. It is episode 15. How low? Try six in a row low. That's what we're calling this one. I am Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show. On 670, the score, guys are on from 530 until 10 a.m. daily. You can catch more of me between 5 and 530 as I warm things up in the Mully and Haw pregame show. Again, on 670, the score, the radio home of your Chicago Cubs. And as always, I'm joined by my great buddy Crawley. Crawley, happy, uh, what day of the week is it? It is Thursday. Happy Thursday to you as the uh, Orioles get the heck out of town and the Mets come in. Yeah, you can follow me at Crawley's Cubs and you can follow us at Fly the W on Facebook, Fly the W670 at uh, it's Twitter and Instagram and our e- uh, email address, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, the O's are out of town, but uh, guess who's coming into town? The big bad New York Mets. So, doesn't get any easier, Dustin. Doesn't get any easier. And as we previewed this series, we said one of the hottest teams in all of Major League Baseball, the Orioles. Who would have thought the Orioles were coming to town? And they now leave as the hottest team. Cubs and Orioles played two. We're going to take you through both of them. We'll start with game one. We saw the Cubs fall, Crawley. Four to two. Take us through it. How did it happen? On my birthday, you think the Cubs would have put in a little extra, bur- a little extra effort, knowing that I was there. Uh, thank you to the Cubs. I had some really good seats. I was right behind home plate. Ooh, um, nice. Ooh. Yeah, very, very fancy. Ooh. But uh, and, and right away, things are looking good. Bottom of the first, Ian Happ with his ninth home run of the season. All star Ian Happ. Cubs are up one nothing. Bottom of the second, one out. Nico Horner hits a ground rule double. He steals third. Alfonso Rivas singles, and the Cubs lead two to nothing, and and birthday wishes are coming true. But then in the top of the third, uh, with one out, you had Adrian Sampson, who was on the mound. Uh, Boy, you got two guys at the top of the order that are just absolutely really electric in Cedric Mullins and Trey Mancini. Uh, Cedric Mullin singled, Trey Mancini was batting, and Sampson was called for a balk. And so Mullins gets to go to second, and with two outs, 
Anthony Santander singles and the Cubs leads cut to two to one. So, uh, you know, Mullins gets into scoring position because of that balk and that one hurts you. Absolutely. The balk will come back to bite them in the backside. No doubt about that. Top of the fourth one out, uh, Adley Rutschman walks and Ramon Urias. Like these are guys that are just contributing. You know, when you look at the Orioles and you look at their batting averages and some of the numbers, they don't blow you away, but they, it's just different guys every day doing it. And Urias hits a two-run blast off Adrian Sampson, and the Orioles now lead 3-2. to two. Bottom of the six, one out. Seiya Suzuki hits a ground ball to third. Ramon Urias has a throwing error. He advances to second. Suzuki steals third, so that's the second you know time that they steal third there. Wisdom walks. You have runners at the corner. You're down 3-2, and you're thinking, okay, the Cubs are going to come back here. Corner hits a rope right to Urias, who turns the unassisted double play. Yeah, you could and almost feel from sitting on my couch, Crowley, you were there. But from my couch, it really felt like the air went out of Wrigley Field at that point. Yeah, it really looked like they were going to come back. And sure enough, the very next half inning in the top of the seventh, Jorge Mateo homers. And now you're down 4-2, to two, and that's going to end up being the ball game. The Cubs go quietly in the ninth. Uh, frustrating things here. Adrian Sampson probably finishes the six, if not for a Patrick Wisdom air. And, you know, they're starting to become a little bit more frequent and I'm becoming more concerned. I think Patrick Wisdom's a really good third baseman. I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if he's mentally kind of getting his own head, but you know, it would have been great to have, uh, Sampson pitch, uh, six innings. He didn't. They didn't have a lot of scoring opportunities. I talked about the, the one where Nico hits into a double play. They were one for five with runners in scoring positions, but five opportunities is not a lot. So they leave four on base. Samson goes 5.1 innings, gave up six hits, three runs, two walks, three Ks. But you're going to take that from Adrian Samson. Like, that's not a bad line. Absolutely. Listen, I, absolutely you take that. You know, Revis was one for three with an RBI, half one for four with a home run. Jordan Lyles delivered his eighth quality start for the O's. He went seven innings, two runs on seven hits, and one walk, five strikeouts. Cedric Mullins was two for four with the run, and Ramon Urias was three for four with that two-run blast. So the Cubs at least were in it. They just couldn't get the big hit, and that's what was so frustrating. Well, that's just it, Crawley. They continue to be in it. They were in it basically every game against the Dodgers. They were in it with the Orioles and it's just these little things the you know the balk you talked about the balk the wisdom error these are the things that winning teams don't do that's what separates teams that are maybe 5 games over 500 instead of a team that's 20 games under 500 if you will yeah exactly and, and the thing a good team does is they'll take advantage of your mistakes so you give teams extra outs you don't hit the cutoff man you you balk I mean, teams are going to take advantage of that. Now, neither one of us predicted a sweep for the Cubs in this series. We both thought, hey, listen, let's get a split against the hottest team in baseball. So Cubs are now down in the series. No games to one in favor of the Orioles, who at that point have won nine in a row. So game two last night, Justin Steele back from uh, maternity break, if you will, Um and how did this one shake out, Crowley? Yeah, congratulations to Justin Steele on having a baby boy. Uh, I read a quote where he's already putting the ball in the left hand of the baby to try to make sure he's a... Smart man. He's a, he's Smart a lefty. Man. Yeah, a lot of careers there. But Justin Steele's versus Spencer Watkins. 
and and Justin struggled to start the game, but he settled down. But unfortunately, after the damage was done, the Cubs' offense didn't do much. Top of the first, two on for Anthony Santander. He doubles to make it two nothing. The next batter, Austin Hayes, singles, but you had an error on Ian Happ. He was going for the throw, and it just went right out of his hand. And so another run scores, and the Orioles lead three nothing right off, right out of the gate. Uh, top of the second, two on, one out. Trey Mancini doubles. Uh, that's going to lo- allow Ruffin O'Dor to score. And Cedric Mullins, originally they said he scored, but the Cubs challenged the play at the plate. The call's overturned. So only one run rather than two run scores on that. And the Cubs trail for nothing. Great relay by Nico Horner, who jumped the like jump and threw the ball, jumped really high and threw the ball in the air almost at like the same time to make that play to get the out. So that was kind of a big play, but you're down for nothing uh, at that point. Bottom of the third, and, and these are the things that we talk about with the Cubs offense. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nelson Blasquez doubles. Chris Fermorell walks. Ortega grounds out to advance the runners. You got runners at second and third. You're down 4 nothing with Wilson and Hap. You're all-stars. Both up to bat. Both of them strike out. You get nothing out of that. Very frustrating. That was Crowley. You just I'm shaking my head. That was that was so frustrating. You think, okay, here we go. Here we go. And they both strike out. Not one, both. Yeah, two all-stars both striking out and and it just it's it's this, you know, these are the guys that you really have to rely on. You know, you don't have a lot of veteran players on this team. And the two guys that have experience, that that have been to postseasons, those type of things, in in uh, in Contreras and Ian, you got to come through here. I mean, especially Wilson, and I love Wilson Contreras. We've talked about how we wanted him extended. He's just sometimes not the greatest in clutch situations. And I think back to that time. You remember when it was the uh, Christopher Morell? I want to say it was a sack fly or something. He went down. Oh, two real quick. And Contreras was over there. He's telling him breathe. And I almost at sometimes just want to tell Wilson, Hey buddy, take your own advice, slow yourself right. down, point. breathe. You don't need to hit a six run home run. Cause they don't exist. Just get a single, <laughs> just get a single and get some runs across the board. That's all you got to do. Well, he so, might be a little you know, bit out of gas to be fair. It's been a hot summer in Chicago and I, I got to tell you, Crawley, regardless of whether they're keeping him or trading him, and we'll get into that as we as we continue on, but I want to see him catch less right now. He needs he needs a couple days off, and he's going to catch, obviously, out in Los Angeles for the All-Star game. I want to see this guy get off his feet a little bit because he's got to be pooped at this moment. Well, he had a couple days off for that hamstring injury. I don't right. remember how much he played in L.A. I want to say one game, but... but I mean, I get what you're saying. At the same time, it, it, it's this is stuff that I've seen from Wilson in the well, past. Well, these might be well. the check marks if you if you're if you were whiteboarding it up, if you will. These might be the check marks against Wilson Contreras for a 
five-year, $125 million contract that in the clutch situations, he's not exactly fantastic. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you take a look at the teams that are looking for him. The Mets who are coming up are one team that's mentioned a lot right. in the Wilson Contreras trade talks. I mean, you don't have to be the man. Here in Chicago, Wilson, and this situation is exactly what we're talking about, needs to be the man. Right. But when Wilson doesn't, when he's like the guy that needs to be the third or fourth man, that's a different situation. Fabulous. He's, he's a fabulous third or fourth man. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He so just might not be your Michael Jordan, let's say. Right. And so if you're in the Mets or you're Houston, and Houston has some of the worst catching numbers in all of baseball, you don't need Wilson to carry the team on his back. No. But you will absolutely take his bat in there, especially when they have Martin Maldonado and his like 133 batting average. Wilson would be a huge addition. Huge upgrade, no doubt about that. But back to the game. Christopher Morrell does triple in the bottom of the fifth. Rafael Ortega does make contact. We get a sack fly, and it's 4-1. Woohoo! Top of the eighth, Chris Martin's on the mound. Two outs. Austin Hayes doubles. Adley Rushman doubles, and the Cubs now trail 5-1. to one. Before I used to get mad, you know, obviously I get mad at Rowan Wick. He pitched a clean inning. But in comes Daniel Norris, who has been on the L for a while, who was on my, in my doghouse prior to... Rowan Wick. Rowan so Daniel, Wick light. <laughs> Daniel Norris was was a guy that made my blood boil when I would come in, and he would come in on the mound. He comes into the game. He throws a wild pitch. He walks Urias. He allows a single to Odor. So the Cubs trail 6 nothing. He walks Jorge Mateo to load the base, and he's facing Cedric Mullins. He balks in a run. And so it is now 7-1, to one, and that's the final right there. But that's the second balk in as many games. And this one, I mean, you're basically wild pitches, walks, balks. I mean, everything you sh – the worst that you could possibly do is what happened with Daniel Norris. Well, I think Daniel Norris at this point is probably the low man on the total pole. I mean, this bullpen has pitched more – innings in any bullpen in baseball. So they're probably just like, okay, listen, we've got issues. We're down a guy. The all-star breaks right around the corner. All right, Daniel, go ahead and we'll put you out there in mop-up duty. And he can't even do that. Right. Well, steel, you know, the numbers don't look great. You went six innings, six hits, four runs, three earned, one walk with three K's. But after, you know, about mid second inning, all of a sudden he just, it just kind of clicked in. He retired 11 in a row, and he held the O's to 1 for 14 after Mancini's double in the second. So, you know, it was one of those really good performances. And, Dustin, I know you've talked a lot about development versus getting the wins. This is one of those games where you say to yourself, okay, he didn't have his best stuff, but he was able to settle down and grind through six innings. And that showed me a lot. And if you're on a team that actually has good defense and an offense – Four runs isn't really, you know, and only three of those were earned. So he only gave up three earned runs. That shouldn't put you out of it being down, say, 3 nothing. No, I was really looking for a positive after the Cubs were swept by the Orioles, who seem to be going in the opposite direction of the Cubs right now. And that's going to be my biggest takeaway. That's going to be my positive, is that Justin Steele did really settle in. And listen, um, you've got kids, I've got kids. You know, when they when you, when they first come into our lives and, and, and our wives aren't up to 100%, it's a lot of work. So this guy is running like crazy right at the moment. Yeah, and so the team, Ian Happ went two for three. He had a good game, but 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. They left eight men on base. That's just obviously not going to cut it. With Baltimore, Spencer Watkins went five innings, gave up four hit, one run, two walks, and five Ks. Cedric Mullen, two for four with a walk. Austin Hayes went four for five with a run. 
But at the end of the day, you, you have the Cubs losing streak up to six and the Orioles winning streak now up to 10. I have a quote that I want to kind of, uh, kind of look at really quick here because I experienced this firsthand. After the game, they're talking to Spencer Watkins, and he said, quote, we feel every bit of Birdland, especially here. You have O's chance going on in Wrigley Field. That's pretty cool. Ninth inning on my birthday, I have Let's Go O's ringing through my ears. Okay, and this... That's, that's this awful. What, that's awful to hear, Crowley, but I get it. But, but this is what it is, is that you have a whole bunch of people who are trying to get rid of tickets, and, the, and, and it is opposing fan bases that are gobbling those up. It wasn't just the Orioles. I saw it against San Diego. I, I mean, you name the team. I was there again. Bo- versus Boston always travels well. But I've seen Wrigley filled with more opposing teams fans than I've seen Cub fans in, probably since 2012. Well, I couldn't be happier for the Orioles to have flown out of town, Crowley. They are winners of 10 in a row. 